This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. I finally got a Costco membership. I admitted in my most recent blog post that I just haven't been too enthusiastic about Costco over the years, save for a handful of items I only buy a handful of times each year. But my grandmother, who is a Costco devotee for decades now, she wondered what she could get my sister and I as a holiday gift, albeit a little bit early. And she's aware, of course, that there's Costco in Southern Oregon. My grandmother lives in the Portland metro area and offered this membership for both me and my sister who recently moved here to get our Costco fix, (laughs) courtesy of, of her generosity. And of course, when we went to sign up for our memberships, we were sort of sold on the next level executive membership, which in dividends pays for itself if you spend about $250 per month or so the sales associate told us. Those of you who love Costco, I'm sure already know this. My sister and I looked at each other and thought $250 a month seems unlikely. Although my sister was there to buy some housewares for a new apartment. And this man trying to sell us on the membership probably would have just chuckled, rolled his eyes had he seen us proceed down the center aisle and start throwing towels for my sister's new apartment in there and 40 packs of batteries. As I commented that I'd been shopping new MacBooks online and here they were at Costco. (laughs) So of course, that's where the executive membership really pays off is on big ticket items. But on this particular trip, I stayed true to my word that Costco is not my regular grocery shopping destination. There are some things I will concede again that I do really love there and only need every so often. Fancy cheese is a little bit hard to pass up. And also sea scallops. When I really want to treat myself to this particular shellfish, which is pretty hard to find locally as far as sort of the best quality sea scallops go. They're all going to be frozen, but the big differentiator between Costco's Kirkland Signature that I've found over the years and just any other brand stocked at supermarkets is what Costco's doesn't have. And I went into a little bit of detail about this in my most recent blog post. It's the preservative known as sodium triphosphate or sodium tripolyphosphate. It soaks into shellfish. You can't wash it off. It sort of pervades the whole flesh of whatever it is you're getting. It's used in shrimp often as well. But I think the bigger issue beyond taste, which is residual certainly of this preservative, is the fact that anything that's been treated with it won't sear. It just will not caramelize and brown on the outside. Instead, seafoods that are treated with sodium triphosphate just exude liquid and sort of like steam in the pan. It just is definitely a lackluster result if you happen to get 
seafood that's been treated with this preservative. How do you ensure you're not getting it? Very simply, you read the label. Costco's, again, Kirkland Signature, lists a single ingredient on the package, sea scallops. Read other packages, and chances are you are going to see sodium triphosphate or tripolyphosphate listed. And the other clue you can look for is the term dry pack. That's what you want. That means they haven't been soaked in this solution prior to freezing and packaging. There's nothing wrong with freezing per se. It actually is a method of preserving seafood at peak quality rather than letting it sit around for days when it's quote unquote fresh and then consuming it when it's just sort of gone off a little bit. So I have nothing against, in fact, in this area, almost exclusively buy frozen, vacuum sealed, often seafood, just so long as it hasn't been treated with this preservative. In the couple of decades, I've seen these at Costco. It's a top quality product, in my opinion. It is expensive. The bag, which is two pounds, costs about $30. But what I love about scallops is you can feed people just a few. You know, it doesn't need to be a huge quantity. Three, four kind of constitutes a serving if you have another item on the plate that sort of takes up most of the space. And that's what I've posted to my blog recently under the headline, Source Dry Pack Sea Scallops for Simple Searing. This was on November 3rd. That also shares a recipe for seared scallops with corn and chorizo risotto. These are very classic flavors with scallops. There's a reason why bacon-wrapped scallops are such a popular restaurant dish because scallops are so lean and mild. Just that little bit of pork fat really, really heightens the eating experience for a lot of people at least. And of course, we're nearing the end of being able to find fresh corn, probably not so likely, so you can feel free to use frozen corn kernels in this recipe from Tribune News Service. I'm going to share this recipe in the podcast, but first, sort of an admonishment against overcooking scallops. If you've never tried them, I would highly recommend them. One reason why I love them is because they cook very, very quickly. They're done in just a couple of minutes, so long as you don't overdo it. Overcooking is where they just lose their following for pretty much everyone. My mom, for years, was under the impression that they needed to be cooked through until they're opaque at the center, which is not the case. They need to be translucent still at the center. A lot of scallops kind of are rosy pinky. You should still kind of see that little bit of like pinky tint to them. When they're cooked white all the way through, they're overdone. They're tough, they're rubbery, and bizarrely enough, the outside starts to get like stringy. It starts to peel off in little strings. You do not want that. You want them to be nicely seared on the outside and just translucent right at the center. I also want to make sure that they don't contain any grit before you cook them. If you're thawing them out, there will be some liquid that collects around them in whatever container you're using. Often there are still just a few little sand granules in my experience that are pretty easy to see because the scallops are such a light color. These are usually really dark in color. You can kind of like pick them out. 
from the little crevices in the shellfish. And you'll need 12 sea scallops for this recipe for seared scallops with corn and chorizo risotto. It also calls for six cups chicken broth, eight tablespoons butter, that's a divided use, two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil, two small shallots or one large shallot that have been peeled and minced, three ounces fresh chorizo sausage. This is not the dry Spanish style chorizo. This is what's sometimes referred to as Mexican chorizo, which is like ground sausage meat in a chub if you're not familiar with that. You want to remove the casings and chop the chorizo. Two cups fresh corn kernels. That's from three ears. Again, it's probably not too likely you're going to find fresh this time of year. So you can substitute frozen thawed kernels. That's two cups. One cup arborio rice, and that's the rice specific to making risotto. It's a shorter grain rice. It releases starch as it cooks. If you don't use this rice, it's become pretty widely available in the Rogue Valley over the past decade or so. It's available in bulk sections of almost every grocer that has bulk foods. If you can't find it in bulk sections, look for it packaged on the aisles where rice is stocked, but you need to use arborio rice or carnaroli rice as another type or else this recipe just isn't gonna turn out. It also calls for kosher salt and freshly ground black pepper. That's a divided use. A quarter cup dry white wine and a quarter cup grated Parmesan cheese, as well as chopped parsley or shredded basil for garnish if you like. Start the recipe by rinsing the 12 scallops under cool water and pat them dry with a paper towel. You really wanna make sure the surface is dry to ensure a good sear. Remove the side muscles if there are any still attached. That should be pretty obvious what those are. They're chewier than the main center meat of the scallop and set the scallops aside. First, you need to prepare the risotto and it starts by bringing that six cups chicken broth to a boil in a medium saucepan over medium high heat. You can also use vegetable stock for this. Then lower the heat to a simmer. In a large skillet over medium high heat, melt four tablespoons of the butter with the two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil. Add that peeled and minced shallot, the three ounces fresh chorizo sausage that's been removed from its casing, and the two cups corn kernels. Cook, stirring occasionally until the vegetables are softened. That takes about five minutes. Stir the one cup arborio rice into the skillet and season it with a pinch of salt and a grind of pepper. Cook, stirring continuously until the rice is lightly toasted for about four minutes. Then pour the quarter cup dry white wine into the rice mixture and cook until it's almost evaporated. This takes about 30 seconds. Reduce the heat to medium and pour a few ladlefuls of that warm broth or stock into the skillet. Cook, stirring gently until the broth is absorbed. This is a process. You need to keep ladling into the pan. Keep the risotto cooking at an even rate without just drowning it. So continue to cook, adding a few more ladlefuls of broth at a time, making sure to stir until the broth is absorbed before adding more. Risotto's done when the rice is just tender and the sauce is creamy. This takes a little bit longer than about 20 minutes. Now, my family actually happens to like risotto a little bit more tender. Al dente isn't a texture my kids enjoy so much and they do really, really like risotto. So some people would probably consider what I often make in my kitchen to be 
overcooked, overcooked risotto. I've always heard that it should still slide around a little bit on the plate. If it mounds up and just stays, you've overdone it. I would encourage you to do this to your taste. If you don't make risotto a lot and you taste it, you're just not sure if the rice is supposed to be quite that hard still, add a little bit more stock or a little bit more water. It's how you like it. So when the risotto has about five minutes more to cook, melt two tablespoons of the butter in a cast iron or heavy skillet. We're going to sear the scallops. Season them generously with the salt. And when the butter sizzles, add the scallops and sear without moving them for about two to three minutes per side, depending on their size and thickness. You may want to cook them in batches to avoid overcrowding the pan. I have seen some recipes that call for cutting scallops in half crosswise, so they're like half the thickness of the way they're typically packaged. I do not agree with that method. And in fact, I think it leads to them very often being overcooked. So what you want is a thick piece of scallop to ensure that the inside is still translucent, like we mentioned. Remove the risotto from the heat and stir in the remaining two tablespoons butter and the quarter cup grated Parmesan cheese. Season with more salt and pepper. Serve the risotto immediately with the seared scallops on top. You could also arrange them to the side if you prefer that. And garnish with the freshly chopped parsley or shredded basil if you care for that. And this makes three to four servings of seared scallops with corn and chorizo risotto. And that's the latest post to my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish that was posted November 3rd under the headline source dry pack sea scallops for simple searing. Find more seasonal recipes and some of my family favorites as the month goes on and we enter the holiday season on my blog. Again, that's mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.